This is Dr. Charles Parker, and you're listening to Core Brain Journal. It's the place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome aboard, folks. Dr. Charles Parker here one more time. And we've had the real privilege of interviewing people here on Core Brain Journal who are looking more deeply at their evolution, uh, who they are as people and where they're going. And, and our guest today, Jessica Silverman, is really going to tell us a lot about actually finding yourself within the entrepreneurial journey, which we've never had anybody discuss that with us before. Jess, thank you so much for coming on board. Really appreciate it. You're welcome, Chuck. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a divine pleasure to be here and to share my my expertise and, of course, my life experience with your audience. So thank it's you very be, much. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, she's really on it. I enjoyed talking to her before we got started here, folks. And I know you're going to enjoy it. She's a fireball. So we'll introduce her formally in just a second. Let me just tell you about our support group. Core Brain Journal is supported by Great Plains Laboratory. They are deep international biomedical testing leaders for improved, targeted mind science details. This is what we're about. As both laboratory and webinar global thought leaders, they provide the most comprehensive set of hard data measurement tools for real biomedical answers beyond commonplace guesswork. And they also provide multiple, get this, training webinars for both the public and importantly, medical providers on how to use their data, any data, effectively through these webinars. So check out their website for references and their additional testing details, and take note of this special offer they have with us as partnering with Core Brain Journal. They will give away once a week a test, and you can register for a complimentary test drawing over there. They have organic acid tests, IgG. You know, we're very much into immune system dysregulation as affects brain function. They have numerous tests they're offering there. So pop over and register as for one of those drawings, and we'll make sure it gets read for you by one of their professionals. So go over to greatplainslaboratory.com forward slash CBJ for Core Brain Journal, and you will love it over there. So let me tell you a little bit about Jessica. Jessica Silverman is a holistic wellness and business startup coach for aspiring entrepreneurs seeking greater clarity and simplicity to live their true life's purpose. That sounds like what we're all doing as entrepreneurs. <laughs> Throughout her coaching, she guides her clients with mind-body empowerment tools to spark the transformation of a physical and spiritual awakening to live and feel her most alive self. And she's saying that a lot of her clients are women. I think she's probably talking about men. We'll have to talk about this in a second. At an even deeper level, the core foundation of her teachings unleash a deep understanding of one's energy, your emotionality, energy, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Talking about the whole package. From the place of energy insight, she can awaken this wisdom towards healing, enlightenment, deeper awareness of one's divine purpose. And what are you talking about here? But personal self-development, not only using entrepreneurship as a way of fulfilling one's ambition, but really understanding oneself and the purpose and, and, and 
and purpose in the process. So sorry to mess that up a little bit, Jess, but listen, this is a very, I mean, this is very, it's an interesting, different way of looking about things. This is what it is. You're, you're really coming at it from a different angle. And I don't know many people, this is one of the reasons I, I think I saw you on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. And I was like, I got to get this woman on because she's really thinking about it. Now, clarify this one thing before I really get into asking you the larger question. And I stumbled a little bit over the male, female thing. You, you, you and I were talking about women. You do have men clients as well. I actually have never had a male client, but I am, of course, open to that. The reason why the branding is typically geared towards female is because a lot of my work and energy specifically is all around the divine feminine, right? As I'm sure you've heard of in spirituality, divine feminine versus the divine masculine. And of course, I'll share a little bit about my background. I came from a male-dominated culture um, in my corporate background. So I think subconsciously, right, when I became an entrepreneur, I wanted the exact opposite of that. But I am four years down the road now. So of course, now coming back into alignment is balancing both, right? Is balancing the beauty of the divine masculine, which is all about taking action, right? Being out there, being aggressive. And then of course, the divine feminine, which is knowing when to let go, right? Knowing when to tune inward and to kind of take some time to digress all of this information before moving forward again. So it's uh, always you know, a That's very interesting. Actually, I was thinking about with all the Me Too action, there are plenty yep. of guys that need the divine feminine. You know? They do. <laughs> you know, come on, guys. Let's get over it. You know, you, you don't know how to handle yourself if you're running around being crazy at work on a regular basis. What an absolute example of low self-esteem. I'm just going to go around and, and do whatever I want to and, and see if I can manipulate somebody to love me. I mean, give me a break. Anyway, mm-hmm. enough of that. So, so let's go back in the larger picture because I want to take a moment to get our little bitty magnifying glass out here. We do have a lot of people listening, but so it's not quite a magnifying glass, but you in that corporate situation, yes. what was going on that was the transformational difficult moment that you started thinking, hey, this is not going to work for me because I'll bet you when I ask you this question and you answer it, there are thousands of people out there in the same state. So let's talk a little bit about your personal experience. Perfect. So really that defining moment for me, so I live in the Bay Area in San Francisco and I came out here, as I mentioned to you before our call, my husband and I met in Chicago. So about So I'll kind of rewind a little bit. I was an auditor before that and traveled to San Francisco Bay Area for about two, three weeks out of the year. Had a lot of clients out here in venture capital. That was my expertise in audit and just love the Bay Area. Love the free spirit around it. Quite a different, love Chicago, great town, but kind of a little bit more corporate, a little bit more tight-lipped and come out here to the Bay Area. That whole spirit of entrepreneurship, you know, really got to me. And so I told my then boyfriend, now husband, let's do it. Let's just throw everything in a U-Haul, drive cross country, throw all our chips in. I have full confidence. I work in finance and accounting. I'll be able to find a job. It was the end of the year. And that's when, right, of course, audit time is at its peak and and all companies are hiring for staff. Mm -hmm. So we did that. And fast forward, I got a job in venture capital. So now on the other side, on the client side, helping fund tech companies, which, right, is the golden dream, right? To make six figures in Silicon Valley, And I was very grateful for the experience. But as I mentioned to you, it was a very male-dominated culture, so much that I had zero autonomy. Every move, and I don't exaggerate this, every single move of mine was watched. And the whole spirit of my life and everything that I do, and now that I do in my work with my clients, is to help them find freedom, 
to know that there is another way, that there's not just one way to do things, that you have the freedom to do right that which you have an expertise in doing without somebody behind you every step of the way telling you how things need to be done, right? And so literally I woke up and I was very depressed most mornings, just having all the anxiety, all the thoughts rushing into me, going to what I really felt like was a glorified prison, right? Sitting in this desk, having every move watched, blocked access to check email. You know, at the time I was planning my wedding. So of course the whole kind of, not necessarily the me too, but making the assumption that because I'm a woman now I'm focusing on my wedding, not focusing on my work, right? It was all this kind of judgment around being a woman. I remember I was in a position of power. I was the finance manager directly under the CFO of the company. I remember we used to go to speaking engagements. Uh, The owner of the company would go and speak and he would invite us all to his home. And I would meet other people in the industry and they're like, oh, you're so-and-so's secretary. So right again, that judgment, not that there's anything wrong with being a secretary, but because I'm a woman, I can't have any relevance in the company from a position, right? From a higher position, right? And me having my MBA, right? Studying uh, finance, right? In college, having a bachelor's degree, you know, sort of a little bit of an insult. But no, really, it's a lot of an insult. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of an insult, right? I, you know, I studied very hard. I got my master's in, in the field. And, you know, at that point had about 15 years of experience under my belt. But again, you it's look whole- young. I'll have to tell you that <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not giving you a hard time, but you look fresh as a daisy. I mean, you know, oh, you. you look thank like you're, I mean, listener audience, I'm not putting her down. You can know I'm being sensitive about this, but she looks like she's about 21. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So I thank don't know you. how old she is, but anyway, that would be, I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to forgive the guys a little bit, but I agree with your point. I'm not really disagreeing with you because you look so fresh and engaging and, and you look on the unexperienced side, even though you're smart as you can be, it's obvious talking to you, but anyway, so. Yes, it's too yes. bad. Yeah, too bad. So anyway, they were, I mean, for that, the thing is, it was totally inappropriate for them to be up your whatever mm-hmm. as much as you're just mm-hmm. trying to get the job done and they're behind you. They don't even know what they're talking about and they're behind you. No, no. So everything was questioned. Everything was watched. Um, no, just no freedom really to, to do my job, to be myself, to let me show my expertise, right? Every watch was being moved. It was being watched. Every movement was being watched. Yep. But long story short, where it really hit me, and, and I'll remember this defining moment, of course, for the rest of my life, was around Christmas time. So it was about four years ago, Christmas time. We had two weeks off. So it was great. We had Christmas, New Year's off. I had a little staycation at home. And the last couple of days leading up to it, after New Year's Day, it was time to go back. And I had such anxiety and such a panic attack at the thoughts, right? And that's why I have a very overactive mind. You've read a lot of my content. So, so mm-hmm. that speaks to that. And I think I'm a much better writer than I am speaker, right? So of course, <laughs> you all will have to read a lot of my content to, to really get the crux of what goes on inside my mind is that it just hit me like, like a ton of tricks. It just yeah. hit me. I was so overwhelmed with this anxiety, heart racing, couldn't sleep, panic attacks, depression, just not wanting to leave, just thinking, just thinking about going back Mm. back to this place. And I just told my husband, I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. And it's funny that, and that's why I'm so passionate about getting on podcasts and telling my story Mm -hmm. because a few months before that, you know, we're commuting. So I live 30 minutes east of Oakland. Mm -hmm. So it's about a 35 minute drive without traffic, but in Bay area traffic, it could take us an hour and a half to get to work in the morning. 
So times that by two, we're talking three hours a day sitting in the car on top yeah. of working, right? A 10 hour yeah. work. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of time. And so I, I really got into podcasts and I'd hear all these stories about people doing just that, quitting their corporate jobs, whether they were in corporate finance, whatever they went to school for and just starting their own venture. And I said, well, this is genius because I work in venture capital. I fund these companies. If they can do it, surely I know that anything in my life, and, and you can hear in my voice, I'm a firecracker. Anything I put my mind to, I've been able to accomplish, you know, mm -hmm. whether that's academia, whether that's in my career, whether that's in wellness, you know, in 2013, I ran a Chicago marathon, right? Never thought I could run a marathon in high school. I couldn't even run a quarter of a mile, right? Mm, so it's good that, for you. Again, that mindset, that drive, that tenacity, and that unwavering spirit within me that knew, you know what? I have two choices. I have two choices. I can continue to do what I know, which is comfortable, right? Get the steady paycheck. I got my Christmas bonus, right? So not divine timing to quit the job. Or I can throw all my chips in. Literally, I had about three months of income to work off of. And you know what? If it doesn't work out, I can always go back to what I'm doing. Yeah, that's so true. I said to myself, you know what? It's a win-win situation, yeah, right? I have yeah. nothing to lose by throwing it all in, right? By stepping away. And I have only right? Things to gain from this experience. So fast forward, right? Three and a half years later, almost four years, I'm still here. I'm still living in the Bay Area, which is not a cheap place to live. So still managing to self-fund, you know, my venture, everything that I'm doing. And now I'm blessed to be able to teach women exactly my path, exactly how I was able to do that, exactly how I was able to work through really a lot of the emotional components of being an entrepreneur, which I think is not really touched on a lot in the online space, you know, in the business coaching world is the emotional pieces behind it. What happens before, right? You create a website. What happens before you put out your next offer, right? And, and then the whole process beyond that within a launch, you know, how does that feel to you? How do you write content that is so engaging that it intrigues your audience so much that they just they know they need that. They know that th this is what they're going through in their life. And you are the person to make that happen. So, you know, listeners, one of the things that's so engaging about talking to Jess is, you know, even before the conversation, I think anybody here who's thinking about getting some help and thinking about this more thoroughly, she is definitely a person to speak with because she does have that whole entrepreneurial lingo conceptualizations you can see just in a couple of words she was saying is is not just i'm a person who wants to change my life and i want to do something more fulfilling it's really let's do it in the context of really thinking about it the larger perspective of your life as it relates to really being an entrepreneur which there are in a way two different things i mean a person we've had great people on who talk about living your life fully we've had good people who are talking about hey, here are some things that a person can do if they want to be an entrepreneur in this or that topic. But you put the two packages together. I think it's a very interesting point because you got the language down and you got the concepts down and that's going to be very, very supportive so a person doesn't have to go through, what did she just say? <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's, to, that's to your credit. So uh, let's talk a little more about how you actually structure it. You've got a couple of different things that you've put together. And let's talk about those different, to use the term, products, if you will, what you're doing in that regard. Yep. So my most recent product, so to speak, is called the Freedom and Flow Collective. 
So that's really piecing together, like you said, all components of the journey, right? There's the emotional, there's the physical, right? That's the tech and what most people concern themselves with, right? There's social media and tech and content and your website, right? And piecing that all together, getting clients, right? The whole financial piece of it. And then there's the spiritual, right? So really it's an immersion and each week is a different journey along one of those paths, you know, and it goes in alignment with, I know you like to talk about the three pivotal points towards, right, the mind. And this is exactly how the course is structurally designed. You know, first you start with, and I call it my three C's, clarity, confidence, and connection, right? Mm -hmm. Clarity, confidence, connection. So the first step in the process is getting that, that insight, right? I call intention through insight is really opening the door to the possibilities, rewinding, not necessarily from a therapy perspective of reviewing the past as a way to punish yourself or to, to blame right parents or upbringing or the past career, anything like that, but to use it from a place of healing and to really connect because everything in life is energetically connected. And this is a lot of what I teach, the way you keep your wallet, the colors you like, numbers you're attracted to, right? Numerology. I mean, a lot of that is all interconnected. Nothing is perchance right in life. And it's funny, a client of mine always joke that it's kind of like we're living life on demand. Like there's somebody upstairs, you know, rewinding or fast forwarding right through our lives based on the choices that we make. And not to say that it's predestined, right? Humans are the only species, right? Aside from animal and plant kingdom that have free will, right? So that is something that, that we do have, but I take you from a step of self-discovery, right? The first few weeks, right? Number one, unraveling all of the blocks that you have. And, and yeah. I know you asked me in the past what one of my favorite books is, and that is The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Mm-hmm. It is, and he has another book also called The Surrender Experiment, which is a true story of this exact path, right? Of how he went to thinking that the way to live a fulfilled and purposeful life is to go hike the Himalayas and meditate for 12 hours a day. But that's not real because when you're not in that space, then how do you react, right? So then he was proposition to come from that meditative life to be the head of a a tech company, a software development company. And it's really interesting because it was so much in alignment with my path is that, that I'm happy for all of those experiences because that's made me who I am today. You know, I call it the divine pair. It's the, it's the marriage of the physical. That's the being human part of it. But then also there's that higher realm. It's being open to illogical right? The illogical possibilities, surrendering what you think should happen and allowing a little bit of magic and mysticism within it while still having structure, right? Laced within it all, right? Being, that's how energy flows, right? If energy is stagnant, if energy is too controlled, it can't flow freely, right? That works just like (laughs) water. I equate everything to water. If it stands, it stagnates, it molds, right? And our bodies are 70% water. Ouch. So, Again, right? It's all right scientifically proven. So yeah, step one is is the whole clarity process. Step two is what I call action without hesitation. Okay, which is again that whole mind piece. And I don't know if you've ever uh, read the book by Mel Robbins where she talks about the five second rule. It's very much in alignment with that, right? Because when we spend too much time overthinking, we're either in a state of depression, right, which is referring back to the past, or we're in a state of anxiety, which is where I was constantly thinking about the future, wanting things to be better than they are instead of making them better when in the present moment, which is the only place that you can control. So that second piece of the course is all about confidence, 
right? That inner conversation, really unraveling your story and learning how to share that with the world on social media, with your content, in a way that's real, in a way that's authentic, and really in a way that speaks your soul language. It really speaks to others that will connect. And that's the third piece of it is, okay, now that we've got the inner journey, now that we have the confidence to get out there and spread our message, how do we do it, right? So that's strength of your story and rituals, right? The tech piece, the content, really piecing it all together to put it out there, right? To connect the dots, as I call from freebie to flow is what I call it, right? First, putting out a lot of your free offers, letting people have a taste of, of who you are, right? You get... You got to try it before you buy it, right? So really putting that out there, knowing how to do that in an authentic way. And at the end of the day, just love what you do. Love what you do. Not to be so concerned with the money or how it's all going to work out. That's how I've lived my life. And like I said, it's an emotional journey as well, right? That's not always easy. I'm a human being. And who are we kidding? We need money to live, right? But it's a lot of times that I've realized that the greatest ideas that I've had for my business didn't come from when I sat in front of a computer. They all came when I stepped away, when I gave myself permission to know that it would all work out, right? That I lay the pieces and all of a sudden I'd come back and, and they would all just flood to me and connect together. And that's what I call my zone of genius is helping people understand how to connect all of their life experiences, everything that they enjoy from the past to the present, to their desires for the future, and how to make that work, how to take that mission and make it a business and teach other people. So, so, so accurate. You know, one of the things I think uh, while I'm listening to you, you're saying so many interesting things all at one time. And really, it's a, it's a sequence of events. And to say it somewhat differently, it's taking a person from a stuckness pain, you, you use the word stuck, but a stuckness pain into a growth and evolution, which has to do with a, this process of connection and self-discovery. And I think one of the things that's really quite interesting, like I just did a podcast with uh, Dr. Ned Hollowell, who wrote Driven to Distraction. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's, he's like an ADHD guru. He, back when he was a kid and he was actually, uh, he is a Harvard graduate and has written 20 books, but he, he's actually take, written a book recently on mm-hmm. something about his crazy family. Here, I'm, this is what happened to my crazy family. He actually came from a crazy family. He's getting completely metaphorically undressed and saying, this is what happened to me and how I dealt with it. And he's an entrepreneur, even though he's a psychiatrist, he's really thinking about the larger message, making the larger contribution in this lifetime. And while you're talking, I'm thinking very much about that conversation with him, because this is exactly what you're saying. And you'll get a kick out of this from a feminine point of view. So he's a friend of mine. So I said, Ned, well, how did you actually decide to write this book. I mean, this is, you're getting pretty undressed in this whole thing. And he said, my wife suggested that I do it. You get a kick out of it from the feminine point. So he has the, he's a very compassionate, very thoughtful, caring guy of all the people that do presentations. He's always talking about where's the benefit? Where's the good? What's the value that that person, even if they're bipolar, what do they have that makes them a different contributory human being. He's saying all those things, which he means, but then it's interesting that his wife like kicked him in the pants and said, and it's really a very interesting moving book. And this is really what you're saying. Your life, you're saying to our listeners, you are stuck. I've been stuck. Let's get unstuck. And let's yep. figure ways together. 
that we can actually continue to remain unstuck and still do it within a certain format that is entrepreneurial, which is growth oriented. So then how can you actually put the structure? And this is interesting for you coming as a woman from a MBA accounting background, auditing background, whatever, that's, that's kind of all the same for me because I don't know that language, but coming from a numbers place where you're looking at data and sheets and thinking about ways to make that happen for the client into bringing your life in connection with the data in a more, what would you say, comprehensive way that you actually fulfill yourself on a, on a more and complete way because you're talking about emotionally and physically and spiritually as well, which you weren't doing in that context. And in mm-hmm. fact, you know that the guys you were with weren't doing it because they were all freaked out over nothing, checking behind you like, uh, you know, an unhappy teacher. And they, they didn't trust you, but they didn't know how to trust you. So it had Which nothing to do. It from their trust, right? It, it all, I think it all stems from lack of trust of themselves. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. All, images. all our relationships are mirrors. You, I, I was just going to say that when you said it. I mean, that's exactly what was going on. They're so completely internally insecure. Yes. And so that whole thing, that little trite thing I was talking about, about you being youthful looking, I mean, it's, it's obviously not to the point, but I think it is relevant in the sense they're insecure. So here's a woman who looks young. So then, oh my gosh, she couldn't know what she's talking about. It just yep. kicked it off immediately because they didn't have the internal sense to really evaluate you as a person. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you right now, and you said this a moment ago, they didn't know how to evaluate you anyway. If they knew how to evaluate you, they would have let you go. You sit down and have a conversation. You would reassure them you know what they're doing. Okay, let's get off her back. Let's do something more productive instead of wasting time checking up on this woman who is in this, actually, what I think is very important in this regard is I've seen it happen in organizations. I think that when people are very competitive and they don't know who they are, they're always looking away to take down a person that's a couple clicks above them. Yes. So if you had any authority over any of these guys, even the guy that was immediately over you, he's worried that you're going to take something from him. I mean, everybody who's worried that somebody's going to take something is just crazy. And they get, they get up your business without even knowing that that's what they're doing. They're just so completely insecure. They're driven. I've been in this situation several times. And obviously, I'm not a woman, but I can tell you, I do know what I'm doing. And if I was in a position of authority, as soon as you get into a position of authority in an insecure environment, everybody's over trying to figure out how they can take you down because I I know more than him. I know I know more than him or whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of that show a while ago, The Weakest Link. They always want to bring down that actually the most powerful link is is the weak link, right? It's like Mm -hmm. somebody gains too much power. Well, let's get rid of them so we can right forward our agenda because that yeah. person is taking away or posing a threat right in some way to our our validity so so true well listen we're going to take a break but i'm going to come back and ask you a question when we get back okay this sure. particular question is going to be an interesting one because i think it's going to help you connect with our listeners with your potential listeners and and that is let's talk when we get back about how you break it down you gave us some some kind of a grid but let's talk about how you work with people, what you anticipate they might need coming into it, uh, whether you work virtually or not virtually, all those sort of things, whether you work from a training point of view and then how you work that with an actual experience point of view. 
So we'll be back, folks, in just a moment, and we'll talk about those really interesting details. Today, the world of mind science, psychiatry, and mental health is rapidly changing with innovative, comprehensive testing that takes both patients and practitioners into a new world of measured details with useful, understandable, and remarkably actionable plans. The key phrase here is cost-effective. Testing also introduces a key parallel word, predictability. Psychiatric treatment failure, especially after multiple medications and our brief hospitalizations, arises directly from the complexity of measurable brain-body imbalances and impediments that explicitly interfere with medical outcomes and create costly difficulties with inadequately informed supplement and medication trials over time. Great Plains provides a leadership team of biomedical experts with advanced laboratory insights approved nationally both by the FDA and CLIA laboratory certifications and is available internationally for both public and medical professions. Great Plains Laboratory is the primary laboratory we've used at CoreSight for years with excellent customer service for both patients and medical colleagues. They are on the spot. They get it every time. In addition, they provide exemplary training modules, which are webinars and conferences in an effort to broaden practice perspectives wherever you live. Do follow up on one of these complimentary test offers today at http greatplainslaboratory.com forward slash cbj yeah that's core brain journal cbj well folks here we are back again with jessica silverman and she is an entrepreneurial person who is also get this does entrepreneurial activity hook up with auditing i don't know that doesn't sound like it's a connect but what's happening is jessica has showed us that it is a connect, you know, that you can be in business, whether you're a woman or a guy, and you can be locked down about business and data, but there's an opportunity for self-development there if you really know how to use the pain, use the stuckness as an educational opportunity. So the question I was going to ask Jessica when we get back is, how does she actually do that in terms of technique? How do people relate to her? Is it a virtual program? Could you tell us a little more about the program itself, please? Sure. So my program is a completely virtual. The way it's structured is very much like a group immersion experience, right? And what I mean by that is it's a hybrid between right group experiences where we meet on Zoom, right? Such as this platform and we collaborate, right? Basically I hold space for everybody. And that's really my technique with my one-on-one clients as well as with my group programs. It's not to give people the answers, which I know everybody just wants. Give me that magic pill, right? Give me that X, Y, Z to cure anxiety, to cure depression, to cure my soul sucking job, to cure this relationship, failing relationship that I have with a spouse or with with a child, right? But really where it boils down to is having that questioning mind and asking the right questions to help my clients, my students find the answers for themselves. Because when I think about empowerment, that's when you feel empowered. If I give you the answers, number one, you won't learn because you won't understand really the root cause, Mm -hmm. right, of where that came from and why that, that tool or ritual is even effective or a need in your life. 
But when you're able to realize it again and, and connect the dots from your own experiences and then piece that together, then, right, I offer a suite of tools and resources, of course, to help really bring it to life. And that's a lot of how the course is structured, right? So 16 weeks where each week you have a worksheet that you download with a lot of these empowering questions, right? Really journaling prompts to really help do that inner size, right? Really train the mind to understand the theme of the week. Then we meet, you know, twice a month in a group and we kind of mastermind together. We share our experiences, ask more questions, right? Get to leverage the power of community. And then of course, there's also a Facebook platform and a virtual community where we can connect right in between, because really that's the core of a lot of what I do, right? Is not only the clarity piece, right? Which comes from the questions, but then the connection, taking that clarity. And that's a lot of what I see now with this whole self-development movement. Podcasts are great. You know, reading blogs and articles is wonderful, but what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with the knowledge, right? That you gain from that experience. And that is my goal with every single one of my offerings I have is to give you the knowledge, to give you the insight, to help you find the insight. That's really the key of a master coach is not to give you the answers, but to help you find those answers within yourself, right? Within your inner journey and then have a step-by-step plan. Now that we have that knowledge, that insight, this is the root cause of the problem. Now here's the solution. And then we're going to work together to solve the problem. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just love what you're saying because I think, you know, you may not be a trained therapist, but some of the things that are really good about a good therapist are exactly those. Mm -hmm. So I'm not qualifying myself in any regard, but I can tell you this, I've had the experience many times. I don't do therapy anymore because I just, we don't get paid for it, you know? So if I'm going to do, if I'm going to do it and I'm going to stay in the insurance system, which some of my business remains in the insurance system, I can't really do that kind of work there because there's no time for it. But over on the other system, what has happened is I remember having people talk about where they were and then even down to what they said. And if they then have a consciousness of how they're saying it, it actually is revealing about their whole perception of themselves and the entire order of things. And it's just a question of the words we use. You you sound to me like a person that's really into language and words just by the way you're presenting yourself. So it's sort of like, boom. Stop right there. Stop. What did you just say? And I think that's fun to do in a group and it's fun to do an individual because then the person's like, I don't get what you're talking about. And they then start asking the question more thoroughly and then they come up with, okay. And then I think another thing is is remembering where you were last week and what kind of progress you're making this week. I mean, the action plan has to have some where were you and where are you going and what's your progress with this in this different context. So that would be hard to do. So you have, how big are the groups that you have then, Jess? What do you do with that? It's very intimate. I keep it to 15 women, men, mm-hmm. sorry, are open to the experience as well. But in the past, it's been, a, it's been just women. But I keep it really intimate so I can give the personal attention. I, I very much words are, are power to me. Um, mm-hmm. But so is personal interaction. Right. And so being able to give that attention to detail, to review people's content, to help them step by step on whatever part of the journey that they are is the reason why I I do keep it intimate. And then, of course, I have my one on one clients that want kind of that really individualized uh, handheld attention. 
And it's really just a beautiful experience. You know, the collective offers something completely different than, than working one-on-one, but both I think are just beautiful offerings to have. So do you also coach people regarding their entrepreneurial experience? Because you're very linguistically strong with launch content. You've said those things several times. So to get all the way down to, to sort of the fundamentals, do you do copywriting issues as well? Yes, I do. I do content review, um, helping people get stronger with their story. Really, I think that's the key to being a successful entrepreneur. And, and you mentioned it earlier on this podcast with your story of the gentleman who wrote the Driven to Distraction book and, and with the story, right? Because if I come out there in a speaking engagement, I say, oh, thank you so much for joining me here in the Bay Area versus opening with saying something along the regards of, I quit my job four years ago without an income, which has more impact, right? My story or, hey, welcome, Boba, all the surface talk, yeah, right? Yeah. So really yeah. helping people have that conversation and really just story, right? You, you say, I love words and content, and I do because they build stories. Mm-hmm. And it's the stories that give it breath, that give mm-hmm. it life, that give everything that you want life. It has power. Words have power. And that's what I teach other people to have the power in their words, to have the confidence to not only write, but be able to speak and to get out there in a way to make an impact and to touch the people that you're meant to touch. I agree with you so much. You know, one of the reasons I'm doing podcasting is because I've listened to so many really excellent podcasts. I mean, one of the guys that I like on the guy side is, is Alec Baldwin. You know, I had a, a feeling of Alec Baldwin being uh, superficial and um, kind of intellectually posturing kind of thing. But his podcasts, you get to know the guy and you get to know the people. It's like you are sitting in on their personal conversation. And the, of course, it's a very interesting, different uh, content because I'm not in the business. And a lot of the people that he interviews are in the business or something he's particularly interested in, which is referential to the business in some way. But it's a very, the narrative is the, is the deal. You know, when he has, this person did that, they did that, and they did that, and here's how they, is one of the things I find so intriguing about, really a privilege about speaking to people like you, because you have a narrative developed. You know where you're going. And this then means you've got a flashlight. You've got yeah. some, something you can shine around the darkness. And also, you're courageous enough to not hesitate to say, hold it, hold it, stop right there. You know, you're going to call them on something because you're smart enough to call them on the subtle issue that may not be apparent even to the entire group. This is a subtle point. I think one of the things I like about the whole situation with uh, podcasting and, and indeed even the application of, I, I'm deep on the neuroscience side and medications and biomedical testing, as you heard from the uh, sponsorship. But our business is nuanced business. It doesn't your business is nuanced business. My business is nuanced business. We are done with superficial games, labels and games. It's so antique and is going on over in psychiatry. Psychiatry, very, the, the, the standard of care in psychiatry with human beings and mental functioning, is completely superficial. It's a fashion show. And so what happens is people like yourself who are real, who are really thinking about what's actually going on behind the scenes, become a valuable asset when people who are treatment failures 
over in the whole psychiatric mumbo jumbo field. I mean, there are real people in psychiatry that are doing the job in mental health, in psychology. But it's, it's interesting to me how many people go and come back to people like me who've been in Platitudeville. I can't deal with these platitudes anymore. It's like a bad work environment. It's like what you were experiencing at the club. And getting out of that is so refreshing and appealing. So you do this, back to you, uh, How you do the 16-week course. Then do you have a way to stay with them afterwards? Do they become, do they stay on the Facebook page? What's your whole follow-up situation? Yeah, so the 16-week is live. And then after that, they have access to a community, right? We started that on Facebook. And each, each class, you know, successfully that comes after all is added into this one community that I actually just started building uh, this year. So I'm very proud of that. Prior to that, I have my self-study course, which I did start pilot as a live offering and then moved to self-study. But Freedom and Flow is going to continue to be a hybrid of a live offering with a continued community um, to build on that and to connect. And like I said, I hold the space. Maybe I'm not right in the weeds with you past the 16 weeks, but you have that community to leverage off of, right? Because again, it's all about your story. Everybody has their own unique story to bring to the table, right? So it's not so about, like you said before, that, that old antique mindset of like following a formula and all this past conditioning. I mean, that's old news, right? Exactly. We're all about seeing life with new eyes and how to see that is through your story, right? Because only you've lived it. Only you can tell it with conviction, with passion. So, so that's really the key is to have this community where we can leverage each other's experiences off of, where we can bounce ideas. Of course, they still have access to tag me and all that, and I can offer my expertise, but they love it. I mean, the women in there just love the, the community and the interaction, because at the end of the day, as human beings, what do we all want? We want to be loved, and we want to be heard. And, and we want to also learn from other people. I mean, the businesses, exactly. we want someone to come back and say, nope, that isn't the way I would do it. And somebody to have the courage to say, oh, hey, it's great. Talk to you later. Let me rub your back a little bit. None of us really want our backs rubbed. I mean, it's nice to say something appreciative. Now, one of the groups I think does this, my wife and myself, and we had uh, five other couples. We called ourselves the White Boys in the White Van Blues Tour, okay? <laughs> so we, we, rent a, we go down to New Orleans and rent a van and came up yeah. and went all the way up through uh, Mississippi and did the Blues Highway up through Mississippi and wound up in Nashville, okay? So what happened was, as we were doing this, we developed different blues names and all this sort of thing, but what the deal was, the reason I'm telling you this story is, a person can get lost in what they're doing without any feedback, if they don't have some feedback. And what I was noticing in Nashville particularly, and, and I don't know if you're into country music, I, I'm kind of, I was interested in bluegrass, but we were at the Grand Ole Opry, and we also went to the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, which is where the Grand Ole Opry started. One of the things they did there very well, which I'm sure you do very well, and it, was, it's, it, more, it makes you feel like you want to be in the club, is a guy would get up there to sing a song or a woman, whatever, and they would talk about the people who were standing there before them. This is where, whatever, Johnny Cash first sang whatever, and I'm just privileged to be here. And they would then compliment and, and, and embrace the other members of the community in a constructive way. And I think there's the love that you said right there. And then there's also the business of, hey, if you do that again, 
I'm going to suggest you don't do it that way. And I think what happens is entrepreneurial people are able to both give and receive in constructive ways because that's what they want for themselves. So they want to do it with others. And it winds up being a very synergistic community. It sounds great. So do you actually spend, you have, I'm thinking about doing something like this myself. What do you do in terms of the Facebook group? Do you have an hour a week there or where you're there as a presence? Or do you pop in from time to time? How do you actually work that situation? How do you so it's more, it's more virtual. So I ask people if they have questions to tag me. You know, I typically would post in there, you know, a few times a week when it's a live offering. It's pretty much every day sort of check-in points. And then I'll do a live video about twice a month where we can meet live for about 30, 45 minutes, either live through Facebook where I'll do a session or a class or we'll meet on the Zoom platform and just collaborate and kind of put our minds together and and share our experiences and share our stories and leverage each other's expertise. The live video is interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like like you're there and you're there globally. Bingo. Yeah. And one of the greatest compliments, speaking of that, that my very first client told me, and she's still with me to this day, God bless her. I've changed her life significantly, but that's besides the point. She has chronic pain issues and completely turned her life around all as a result of working together. But she said, the reason why I was attracted to you is because I felt like I knew you, even though I've never met you. And to this day, we've never met in person. Mm -hmm. But she's like, I just feel like I know you. Every interaction I have with you, whether it's a live video, whether it's a post that you, you know, put on Facebook or a blog, it's like I'm there with you in your living room. And all my videos are just like that. Either I'm sitting here in my, in my space, you can see with my artwork. I mean, your Mm -hmm. viewers can't see, but Mm -hmm. you can check. Or I'm just sitting on my couch and I'm like, hey, welcome to my humble abode and just talk. You know, and a lot of times I don't even have an agenda. I just, whatever is on my mind in the given moment, I'll think of a topic and I'll speak to it. And that sometimes is, I think is the most beautiful connection because that's real. There's no scriptedness about it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it's a really very excellent point. And I think the idea of doing the FaceTime videos is very interesting. So, well, listen, we're going to have to wind up. I really appreciate you taking the time. This has been very interesting. I think it has, it's inspirational. I don't think it's overstated to say that it's inspirational. Because there are a lot, a lot of people who are stuck and they're looking for answers. And just this conversation, we got two people. We don't know each other, but we do. We're doing, we're very much on the same path. And, you know, it's not exactly the same path, but it is definitely the same path. And I think what happens is people, (laughs) what'd you say? I'm sorry. We speak the same language. That's exactly right. So let's talk about how people can get connected with you, please. And we'll wind up after that. Sure. So you can find me on uh, my website, which is www.mozenwellness.com. M-O-Z-E-N. Spell it out. So M-O-Z-E-N. M-O-Z-E-N, Mozen Wellness, which actually is the biblical name for balance. So that was oh, the inspiration behind that. I get that question a lot. People think it's a play on Zen, and it sort of is. I thought it was creative, but yeah. that was oh, yeah. the inspiration behind that. Yeah. You can find me on Facebook. My Facebook group, which is my uh, free community, is ALIVE, which is actually also an acronym. It's A.L.I.V.E, so on and so forth, which stands for Alignment of um, Love, Inspiration, Vitality, and Energy. Energy being the most important, of course. So ALIVE with Jessica Silverman on Facebook. And the collective experience, which I spoke about, our 16 week immersion, uh, is called Freedom and Flow. And that link is www.freedomandflow360.com. 
because you will be able to shift your life 360 degrees. Gotcha. Well, that's great. I really appreciate it. I was writing it down. I noticed that on the uh, material here, you didn't have the, that Facebook Live thing. I think that'd be a real easy for a person to get into. How, it, a dot, say, say, say uh, it's alive. One it's a dot L dot I. There's a dot in between each letter. Oh, I got you. Uh-huh. A-L-I-V. Gotcha. Uh, alive with myself, Jessica Silverman. So it's Alive with Jessica Silverman uh, on Facebook. Gotcha. Well, we'll try to get that in the notes. We really appreciate it. This is very good. It's been a great conversation. Hang around after we get done Thanks. a little bit, if you will, really please. Thank you very much, girl. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a good one. Thanks for listening to Core Brain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications like those written for ADHD are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF packed with video links and references on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned. Together we can make a difference.